We find people that basically can't make enough uh, to, to, to eat before they go into the fields. I don't believe that. I think that you're looking at other places that are not Central Romana. People actually who focus on end goal like getting an orgasm never get one. Pull up your socks and figure out what you're going to do. <laughs> Any chance we'll ever get to be a completely red state? Oh, yeah. And well, the future is always uncertain. We're but more uncertain now. And listen, Blue Ivy is six years old. Beyonce is raising. She tried to outbid me on a painting. Everybody in Atlanta right now at the Louis Vuitton store, if you black, don't go to Louis Vuitton today. In five, That's why you need to take four, a meeting three, with Kanye West, two. Bernard Arnault. Hello and welcome to Grubstakers, the podcast on billionaires. This is our part three on WWF, not the wrestling crew, and we are chronicling a few of the many crimes against humanity, animals, and the earth from the 80s to now. My name is Yogi Paywall, and I'm joined by my fellow WWF Panda Rape Ambassadors. Andy Palmer. Steve Jeffers. Sean P. McCarthy. And I want to begin this episode with a little fact that I slipped the previous parts of the series. The WWF was founded in 1961 on September 11th, which I'm going to declare as the original 9-11 tragedy, you know? Arguably, more people have been killed on the events of this 9-11, and we should never forget. That's why they carried it out on that day, to celebrate the founding. (laughs) That's why Hillary Clinton collapsed in in 2016. She was so overcome by the anniversary of the World Wildlife Federation. (laughs) So when it comes to the WWF, they are not at all interested in protecting the environment. And in fact, they are more for the corporations than anything else including the chemicals used for agriculture that are hurting the populations around the world. Sean? So Yogi's talked a bit about the book Panda Leaks by Willifred Hoosman. Um, He talks a lot about the quote-unquote roundtables of industrialists on strategic commodities Mm -hmm. where WWF, you know, takes millions from global corporations such as Coca-Cola, Shell, Monsanto, HSBC, Cargill, BP... Alcoa, et cetera, et cetera. And they takes these millions and essentially greenwashes them, as we've talked about a bit here. But why these roundtables are relevant, this is from The Guardian, a write-up of, of Panda Leaks. These strategic commodities, such as palm oil, timber, sugar, soy, biofuels, cocoa, uh, among others, WWF will bring together the corporations, the industries who are exploiting them, along with themselves, environmental groups, NGOs, Uh, some compatible local groups, conservationists, and kind of all bring them together and say, hey, we're going to have a voluntary solution here, or we're going to set it up so that, you know, by 2030, this is all ethical, or we're going to get some sort of, you know, ethical sourcing label that's a complete fiction that will allow you to keep doing what you're doing, maybe slightly reduced or whatever else, but not in any sort of sustainable way and not with anybody local who's going to make a serious problem for you. And we've talked a lot about palm oil and the massive deforestation involved in all that, uh, the horrific fires and uh, everything else. But I did just want to talk specifically about Monsanto, though kind of every commodity WWF is involved in with these roundtables, you could find a horrific story if you wanted to. We could spend all day. AC.net in 2010 talked about one of these kind of roundtables that WWF did with Monsanto, specifically for glyphosate. And uh, we talked a bit about glyphosate on the farming episode with Nate, 
but just to kind of run through it again, Monsanto in 1996 created these Roundup Ready soybeans. Uh, Roundup is glyphosate. This is the Monsanto, the Monsanto herbicide uh, that they can spray all over these soybeans that have been genetically modified to be resistant to uh, Roundup, this herbicide. There have recently been these lawsuits in the United States where people have gotten very serious cancer after using Roundup. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people who are responsible for uh, spraying it uh, over lawns or keeping pesticides out, as well as some farmers, have gotten serious cancer and have been awarded billions of dollars. As well as uh, pregnant women who have lost their their fetuses due to... Uh, exposure to the chemicals Monsanto has been dropping over farms because although it seems like they might drop only one or two chemical, at some point they were dropping cocktails of different chemicals on land to help grow the co- crops. And although this is an illegal practices, uh, when when greed is good, baby, you make all the money you can, even if it means... Um, and like you think like, okay, well, like if it's just dropping on farms, what's the big deal? It's like, well, a gust of wind that's like not that strong can push poison from where farms are to just over the village. And like, you know, now you got to ask yourself, Hey, how common is wind outside? (laughs) Like, uh, it is, it's, um, I'm only laughing because it's so comically obvious that dumping poison from a uh, airplane isn't going to always resort in it landing in the correct spot every time. Hmm. Yeah. And it's one of those balances where a plane, you know, it in order to not spray all that pesticide on people who are you know in their home or living their daily life the plane has to be pretty close to the ground but you get too right. close to the ground and suddenly things like trees and power lines are a real hazard yep, and so yeah you know, you're the the pilots sometimes just don't have any choice because you know they have to they've got their own safety to think of and you know they're just doing this to pay bills and from that documentary, the victim of wildlife, you know, one of the pilots in in that's profiled in the documentary, he passed out due to the, the like the fumes of the chemicals, and the plane crashed, and his body was covered in burns. And the doctor was like, "It's it's like nearly impossible that you are alive because of this." Um, for the thing I mentioned a moment ago, sorry to cut you off here, Sean. But the factory farming situation, sometimes what happens is like there's like levels of nets and that's how the factory farm uh, fishery function. And they're only allowed to have about like 40 meters of depth, but they go 60 to even 80 meters and divers have suffocated from diving down to try and repair some of the equipment. This has been profiled in the Painted Leaks book here. And so, you know, divers have died. And when they complain, the like other divers are penalized because of it. And so they've, you know, taken fish from these natural resources, funneled them into one area and, you know, ruined the landscape in terms of ecological health and killing people in the process to make a buck. Yeah. And so reading from this article from ac.net, we'll link it in the research notes. Um, It talks specifically about the Roundup Ready soy in Argentina. Mm -hmm. Another thing to note is that more than 80% of the soy in the world now is genetically modified. This has been a real cash cow for Monsanto. Um, 
But the uh, the article talks about how soy is imported to Europe from Argentina, Paraguay, and Brazil. It's mostly for use as animal feed. Uh, there's been growing demand in Europe, which has meant you know a rapid expansion in soy cultivation in Latin America. Quoting from the article, new research published by Argentine government scientist and report co-author Professor Andres Carrasco in August 2010 found that glyphosate causes malformations in frog and chicken embryos Mm -hmm. at at doses far lower than those used in agricultural spraying. The findings could have serious implications for people because the experimental animals share similar developmental mechanisms with humans. Carrasco said people living in soy-producing areas of Argentina began reporting problems in 2002, two years after the first big harvest of genetically modified Roundup-ready soy. Scientific studies now suggest links between exposure to glyphosate herbicides and premature births, miscarriages, cancer, and DNA damage. Glyphosate is also toxic to reproductive cells. And this is important. The report challenges the Roundup, the Roundtable on Responsible Soy, RTRS, an initiative led by WWF and the industry, which plans to introduce a quote-unquote responsible soy label to the European market in early 2012. The label has been criticized by other NGOs because it will label Roundup-ready soy as quote-unquote responsible and because it fails to prevent deforestation. So... You have a study by uh, a scientist working for the Argentine government that says this is causing horrific effects on wildlife and potentially the population in these areas. And then you have WWF coming in and working with Monsanto and taking millions and saying, hey, we're going to slap responsible soy on your product so that people who go to the market in Europe and buy it will see this. And think, oh, I'm doing the good soy, you know, the non-chemicals, the responsible, and just have no idea that they're absolutely ruining the lives of people in Argentina. Yeah. I mean, I I like was at the grocery store the other day, and after a Nate episode, I was getting uh, baby spinach, and it was like organic baby spinach, $3.49, baby spinach, regular, $2.25. And I was like, Nate told me organic shit's bullshit. I'm getting the fucking regular shit now. And, And I felt better for it. But this is, you know, they're preying on my sensibilities to be like, no, 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 you want the brand that says organic. And it's like, not anymore. (laughs) And just a couple other things from the article. Um, The Roundtable on Responsible Soy, again, put together by the WWF, uh, the RTRS, is uh, it's one of the voluntary certification schemes that will be used by the European Commission to accredit biofuel crops as, quote unquote, sustainable under the EU renewable energy directive to meet the eu target of 10 percent and to mention one more specific thing about argentina uh critics of argentina's genetically modified soy agricultural model report censorship and harassment in august 2010 amnesty international called for an investigation into a violent attack by an organized mob on people who gathered to hear professor carrasco who wrote that report i just mentioned Mm -hmm. or co-authored it uh who had gathered to hear him talk about his research finding in the agricultural town of la leonesa Carrasco believes attention must be paid to the residents who have reported birth defects and other health problems from glyphosate spraying for years. He said, quote, it must be remembered that the origin of my work is my contact with the communities victimized by agrochemical use. They are irrefutable proof of my research, unquote. 
So, you know, I mean, it's just this scientist in Argentina has actually spent a lot of time in these communities and noticed all these health effects that just coincide with two years after they start glyphosate spraying all over them. Yeah. Uh, and it's just really horrible that WWF's business model is to go in there and make some money for itself and its partners by saying, we'll slap a responsible soy label on your bullshit and just marginalize what's really going on uh, in these communities that you're spraying on. But it go it lines with what the founders wanted. Hey, th if this kills people in the process of making us money, we're okay with that. And that's that's the end game for WWF. We're willing to murder people and say it's conservation as long as we can make a buck on it. Yeah, and it's like it's one of those things where glyphosate. I think what we talked about on the other episode was we don't really know if it, it impacts humans who just eat crops raised with glyphosate. But I think there's no debate that it impacts humans who are heavily involved in the agricultural process, the people who are actually involved in making the glyphosate mm -hmm. um, crops, the people who live nearby where there's heavy spraying of glyphosate. I think people who are exposed at high doses are absolutely hurt by this. And it's just really fucked up that, I mean, story as old as time, they just want some label they can throw on it so rich people feel less guilty about what exactly is being done to the third world uh, so that they can have their uh, meat grown with soy. Thank you very much for joining us on our excursion on the WWF. We really appreciate you listening to the end. Thank you very, very much for being patrons of our show. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, review us online, tell a friend, and uh, honestly, you're you're the best people in the world. And with that, this has been Grubstakers. I'm Yogi Paywall. I'm Andy Palmer. I'm Steve Jeffries. I'm Sean P. McCarthy. And, you know, if you're feeling down after this episode, you know the one thing that would pick you up? A little bit of tiger tea. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our free podcast. To hear more about the dangers of the WWF and their multiple connections to the Nazis, as well as drink some hot tiger tea about billionaires, subscribe to our premium podcasts at patreon.com slash grubstakers and find more information about our show and this episode on grubstakers.net. Is that panda rape stuff real? Because we should let the listeners know. Do I think WWF is raping pandas? Is that the question? <laughs> No, no, yeah. do you, are we, are we ready? Are we? <laughs> I don't know what you guys are doing in your free time, Sean. I think you have to confirm or not whether you're a WWF panda rape ambassador. I've been on a lot of drugs, so I need you guys to confirm that we're not. 